Everybody, how's it going? This is Kevin McCove, and you are tuned into the McCove Mindset Podcast. This episode is a TAT episode, which is tips and tricks. These are just things that I have personally gone through. I want to give you more of not, hey, these are the things that you can do, but more, these are the things that I did that did not work. So pay attention so that you don't make these same mistakes. All right, let's get to it. Hey, guys, uh, today I'm going to sit down. I wanted to talk to you guys about relationships and like with your band specifically, your band, your managers, uh, your promoters, booking agents, whoever it is, it works very, very similar to the same way a relationship with a significant other works. Uh, you have to be attentive to everyone's needs and, and cater to them accordingly. Uh, so I'm, I wanted to speak on this topic because when I first started, I started out as a solo artist and then I gradually progressed into uh, a duet and then from a duo, it turned into uh, a trio. So it was myself playing piano, doing solo shows, everything. And then that progressed itself into an acoustic duo with Jeff Rawson, who was my guitarist. Um, and then that advanced itself into a trio with Megan Doyle, my bassist. Uh, and then from there, we were able to bring in Bernard Durham, who became our drummer. And we ended up having like, you know, some sub drummers, uh, Tear Waters, and an occasional keyboardist who was AJ Connolly. I named everyone's names because they're still, they're incredible musicians. And if anyone's looking to find incredible musicians, I wanted to kind of name them so that you knew who to find and who to contact. Um, but one of the things that I had to learn being young and new and uh, really just trying to, to do everything myself was that you need the support of your bandmates. And you also have to find out what their level of willingness to contribute is. Uh, for myself personally, I'm the type of individual that's kind of like, oh, if I put XYZ energy into this, then I'm expecting that you're going to put the same level of energy back into it. And honestly, that's not realistic for some people. Uh, because they are not you and they don't have the same goals as you. They may not have the same desires as you. And even if you have conversations, like I have multiple conversations with my band members about like, oh, like what is our goal? What are our goals? What are we trying to do long term? What are we trying to do in the immediate? Um, and I think not their fault, but because of like me and the kind of person that I am being like charged, um, they're kind of like, yeah. We want to do that. So for me, that question was, hey, I want to know, do you guys want to be members in a band or do we want to have a band? Um, and the consensus was that we wanted to have a band, which is much different than being a solo artist who just hires musicians to play when they have band performances, like larger performances. Um, and so at least in my mind. And in my mind... I'm like, okay, well, now that we're a band and we're a unit, then everyone is about to take on the same level of responsibility as, as myself, um, which was an unrealistic ask now that I look back at it because it's like my name. Like, you know, it's my name that's kind of like on the front of the band. It's my name that is on the, the billboards. That, like, you know, there's my name there, and it's not their name. And what I failed to do was to establish a culture of like feeling like they had ownership within the unit. Um, it was more like everything had to go through me. So it was this top-down approach, which I don't recommend. If you were in a band, um, and if you have been in a band, may, perhaps you can comment or um, 
and let me know what your personal experiences were. Maybe we can get a little community going where everybody can kind of share so we can all learn from each other. Um, but for, for me, uh, my, my bandmates were definitely more like, hey, we're here to play, but because everything has to go through you, it's your band. It's not our band, uh, which was a mistake for me. Um, and maybe some of you are kind of going through that mistake too. So I suggest if you are in that position where like you're really kind of moving and moving, gaining traction, maybe you do want to hire a manager because that takes the weight off of whoever the band leader is at the time. And I say band leader is like quote unquote band leader because, uh, I think oftentimes the band leader gets delegated to who books the shows. So if you book shows, you are the band leader because then you probably have to, because you know the, the calendars, you're coordinating with everyone. Oh, everyone's available on these dates. This is when we have these shows. And this means this is when we can do rehearsals. And so, and this is when I need to get the promotion out to this place. And because you're the point of contact for everyone, you sort of become the band leader. And that, that was the role that I had uh, within my band, which left me selfishly feeling some type of way like, ah, like I'm doing all of this work and everyone else is just kind of showing up. Like they show up to rehearsal, they show up to the performance and then they perform. And I need more from them. I need promotion and I need like, you know, songwriting and I need, you know, and I was getting those things, honestly. It just wasn't at the level that I was outputting, right? So I had this unrealistic expectation that, oh, well, if I'm going at 100, everybody else needs to go at 100. Um, don't destroy your band like that. Do not do that. Um, accommodate, meet everyone where they are, figure out where they are, and meet them there. Uh, I had incredible, incredible musicians. Um, fortunately, we're all still friends. We're all still colleagues. We all still do work together. Um, but that cohesive unit doesn't exist anymore as a unit. Um, and largely in part, that is because of me. S like selfish needs. Um, I can say, oh, it's like high level of ambition. Um, but that's like to make myself feel good, right? So I want everybody that's listening to do a real check on themselves and say, okay, how many of these things are for my ego? How many of these things benefit the band and benefit what we are trying to do as a unit? Um, and delegating that responsibility out to a manager can help you so much. I know that you may not feel like, oh, I want to delineate 15 or 20% to this person who I can't, who doesn't get on stage with me and perform, who isn't at rehearsal with me rehearsing, who like, but what they do in terms of keeping your band together and keeping them a unit and everyone functioning and happy that right there, it reduces the amount of tension. It's in, in the world of like music publishing and placements and you know songwriting and stuff like that, uh, even contracts, you get a lawyer, right? And you get a lawyer not only because they can argue on your behalf, but because no one's feelings are involved. Like if someone wants to pay you A dollars, but you want to demand B dollars and B dollars is more, um, you can create friction within the the relationship, there can be tension going directly back and forth with someone. However, when you have a, a middleman, like, okay, no, look, this is my number, and I'm going to give it to my lawyer, and I'm going to let my lawyer do that. The person is just going to be PO'd at your lawyer. They're not going to be mad at you. Um, and it, it works the same way within your band. If you're having conflict within your band, it's because you are the ones directly conflicting. At least if you get a manager and Everybody can be together in not liking that person's decisions, you know, and it doesn't necessarily affect the band. Um, and, and if need be, then that 
then maybe you also need to bring someone on for booking and stuff like that too because booking can be a point of contention as well. And I'm saying that it can be a point of contention because oftentimes the member that is doing the booking receives a higher percentage, right? Like a booking fee. Um, For our band, we all decided that an extra 20% would be allotted, right? So we had four members that were the band, the unit. Um, And then we but we pretended like there were five members in the band because the person who was doing the booking, that person is me, was actually receiving 40%. Now, uh, I don't think, if anyone is working within that type of structure, I think that that is good. That is a good thing because someone does need to be compensated for the strenuous and ridiculous amount of work and time it consumes to do that job. However, for the sake of your band and getting rid of like your need for greed if that can if that's the, like the right way to say it or just like like you're once you start seeing more money it you're going to say okay like I want to do more of this I want to make more money I want to book at higher rates I want to and so like you do that but it's disproportional to the other members in your band and simply just because they understand that you are making more money than them, you are inviting friction. You're inviting a feeling of my value is less. Even though that's not true, there's this monetary number associated to value at that point. So I advise like to either do even splits, even if you're doing all that extra work and it has to be you. And if, if you feel like I can't do this, I can't accept getting paid the same amount of money as everyone else when I'm doing two, three, four times the amount of work, then that's a great time for you to say, we need a booking agent. Because then you're not upset because you didn't take the time out and the band isn't upset because they're not seeing anyone as getting paid more than them. Um, and that's a, that's a great way to navigate, right? So yes, you're going to eat that cost of like, okay, I'm not going to make this money, but it's okay because for the sake of the band, like if you keep your goal in front of you, that is going to be a great way for you to preserve the life of your band. It's also going to help you preserve, like, cohesiveness and positive energy, which is going to make for better creation and better music and better chemistry on stage. Um, so I advise you to look into options like that. Uh, if you have a band where everyone sort of does the booking and it, and it really comes out as sort of even, then maybe you can stick to that format. Um, I'm just saying from my personal experience that is a way that I think that you can avoid a lot of tension and a lot of friction. Um, and then also, like, by having a, a booking agent, it does give you, it frees up your time to create, right? Like, if you're writing music or even if you're rehearsing, uh, if you're building shows, if, if you have a lights element or whatever, like, it gives you extra time to do those things that are more in the creative world than to do, like, that legislative-type business work. Um, so yeah, management, look into that. Booking agents, look into that. Uh, promoters, the same thing. So like I was doing like all the promotion, right? So I would be upset like, ah, the only level of promotion that I'm receiving from our unit as a band or the individual members is Facebook posts or Instagram posts. And and yes, we did create a band Facebook page and a band Instagram page. Um, but no one really managed the page, right? So then that, that goes... As you're expanding, what you're doing when it's just you doing that is you're increasing the volume of things that you have to do now that are still taking you away from your primary creative process.
process and also probably your objective focus. So a promoter is good. Um, talking to a promoter cuts out that like, oh, I have these gigs coming up and I need to make sure that I have flyers for this and I need to make sure that, you know, six weeks in advance that I, I mail these flyers out to this venue so that they can post them and that I get it to their social media contacts so that that way they can put it out and that I email blast whoever or I, I get the contact list from the marketing department at the venue and it's a lot of work. And if you have a promoter, and what's great about a promoter is that promoters are oftentimes, like, they have their spaces. Like, there will be a promoter who promotes at these three clubs in D.C. So you get, you get a really effective product when you're working with a good promoter. Don't get me wrong. There are some charlatans out there. Um, but when you're working with a good promoter, someone that has a solid track record at least, uh, that you can look back on, it is worth it. I mean, even if they're building, right? But if they're building, then they're probably not charging you or they're not charging you anywhere near as much uh, to, to do the job because they're trying to build a resume. Either way, that is something else that you no longer have to be worried about. Um, and all you have to do at that point then is just coordinate with the promoter, kind of see what they're doing, learn some things from them. So as you transition and you work with more and more promoters, you kind of set an expectation for yourself of what you know you want to see done. Um, and how you want to see it executed. And none of that stress is now put on you. So those elements are incredibly, incredibly important. Uh, also, another thing that doesn't get talked about often, and, and likely just because the medium is less, quote-unquote, popular these days, is acquiring a publicist. Um, and for bands who are smaller, right, who are thinking like, ah, I don't know, all of these things sound like they cost money. Um, a lot of people do stuff pro bono. Yes, you do have to put in the work to contact them. But if your product is good, if your product is good, you'd be surprised the amount of people who will work just because they want to be involved on the ground level, right? So don't think of it as, oh, I'm, I'm asking people to work for free. You're giving people an opportunity to get in early, Right. Like what would you give to have been able to get in early when Mark Zuckerberg was in his dorm working on Facebook? Right. Like that's an opportunity to get in at the ground level and be connected when you see it going somewhere. So if when you are really grinding and you have some talent and you're showing some promise, people kind of see the train moving, and there will be individuals who just want to board the train. Like, ah, you know what? Let me go do this one promotion at this show for free. Let me go do this. Let me contact these local radio stations and make sure that I get this band booked while they're in town uh, to do an interview. And that, like, all of those things, because they know that now they're a point of contact. Um, and when they see you rise, now they can hit you back and say, hey, I want to run an article because now it's one hand washes the other. They did the hookup for you while you were kind of on the come up. And then when you get where you're going, you can return the favor and go back and be like, hey, I want to do an exclusive interview for your paper or whatever it is. Um, and that for their publishing, for their uh, publicity career, it elevates them because now they're like, look, I got an exclusive. I am the person that you need to contact to get like the goods for and it will increase their equity. So I would like to get your mind to frame it more like that and less like, oh, I'm going to have all of these things are things that I'm tuning out because I believe that they all cost money and I'm not making that much money because my, my band's not doing the things that I want it to do yet. Um, there are ways to get there and never accept no for an answer. So 
all of those things really are, again, the way I started this was saying that it's like a relationship. It's You have these individual relationships and you have to nurture them. You have to know what everyone's needs are. Um, my band members, what they said did not reflect what they felt. And that's because I didn't make them feel comfortable to express their truth. And their truth was, we want, we want to be a part of what you are doing and where you are going. But... We also have lives, and this is really for you, and we love you and want and support you and believe in you, but we don't necessarily want to do all of those things like you are doing, but we will help support along the way. And I think that oftentimes that gets confused is you'll, you'll see a lot of artists, and maybe you feel this way. I'm talking directly to you. Maybe you feel like no one is supporting me. And there is a big difference between help and support. Support is like, hey, you did a good job. Like, that's awesome. Oh, I heard that you have a show. That's great. So someone paid attention. And then they reinforced it with positive support. You know, like, support can come in so many different facets. And oftentimes it doesn't really require any action, right? And what people want, what we want, is action. So what we're asking for is help. What I want is I want someone to come out to the show and, and buy my merchandise and blah, blah, blah. All of that is a form of help. Someone can support you by just being like, oh, yo, I saw that you have a, your band is releasing a new album. That's dope. That's dope. That's awesome. Help is like, I listened to the album. I shared the album. I'm going to host an Airbnb uh, concert or I'm going to ho host a house concert. I'm going to invite all of my friends so that way you can show up and, you know, show your music to everybody. That's kind of what we all want as musicians, but that's help. And we have to stop bashing people who support us for not helping us and appreciate the support that we get. Um, and oftentimes you want to make sure that the people closest to you oftentimes are the ones who get the brunt of it, right? They're doing the most work. They're contributing the most. They're giving you the most time and energy and effort, and they're the least appreciated. We have to make sure as band leaders, as front men, as band mates, uh, as musicians, as colleagues, that we are supporting each other and, and always entering the atmosphere with like positive energy and love. Uh, because when you are focused on the ultimate goal, the positive benefit for everyone and not focused on yourself and like absorbed in your ego, that's when like the true work and the true magic and the beauty can really thrive. Uh, so I just hope that this insight helps steer some people in the right direction, maybe changes the way that you're functioning, or maybe it just reinforces the way that you're already operating. Whichever it is, I hope that this was helpful and beneficial to you, and I'll catch you next week. That wraps up another episode of the McCove Mindset Podcast. If you appreciated any of the information in the discussion today, please rate, comment, and subscribe. Every bit of support is appreciated. And I want to continue to bring you content that will enhance your career, your life, and your overall mindset. So again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you soon. I know someone will be someone. It's you. It's you.